0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe.
1: Are you looking to wager on all the big games and sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online, they continue to get it done as the number one betting source. For you, NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B L E A V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag or your mobile device. Bet online, get started today. Bet online is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft, we have MLB, we've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship? Just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing but with their online master of arts in sports journalism you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of Journalism School alums shaped this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Vaccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts and Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com.
0: Hey, this is Linda Cohn from ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter.
1: ML Sports Platter back with you all over the major platforms. We're brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and Jammin' Beats. If you need a DJ in and around Central New York, go with Jam and Beats. Check them out on Facebook and Instagram, and also cnyjb.com. We're talking private parties and weddings and more. Jamie and his team crushing it. Jammin' Beats is the official DJ service of the ML Sports Platter. Well, my next guest is my favorite Syracuse basketball player I've ever covered I've told him that a bunch of times. We've been joking around on Twitter recently about a bunch of stuff, kind of reminiscing and all the rest. But honestly, what a career he had in an orange uniform. Big East, sixth man of the year in 2010, a first-teamer. All Big East in 2012, he was a third-teamer the year before, and boy, did he play on some amazing teams, and he kept on accelerating. He kept on going up and up with his points, his rebounds, obviously gaining some national prominence as the go-to scorer eventually for the Orange in 2010-11, and then 2011-12, that amazing Elite Eight team that lost to Ohio State. I was there for that one in the city of Boston. He is my favorite player to cover ever, one of the most flamboyant guys you'll ever talk to, joking around on and off the court. His name is Chris Joseph. Chris, Mike Lindsley, thanks for a few here on the ML Sports Platter. And, hey, I remember when you lost that Eskimo hat. I think it was at Georgetown. Welcome to the show, and have you replaced the Eskimo hat since, my man? I'm
0: good, I'm good, I'm good, man. The Eskimo hat, I haven't been able to find any as, as, as good quality as the one I had in Syracuse. Shout you... out to Sean Williams for sending it to me. I haven't found <laughs> another one since.
1: You yeah. lost that at Georgetown. Was that your junior year or your senior year?
0: Man, I can't remember. I lost it a couple of times. I know once I lost it, and Brad Pike, shout out to my guy, asked uh, Pete Pete to go get it back, go get it at the hotel for me, which was love. <laughs> he went and he did it. I was able to get it back, um, but I think I lost it. It, it might have been my junior year, and I tried to replace
1: it. I think I went to Lord and Taylor try to replace it. It just wasn't the same. I, so, looking back at your career, Chris, um, did you have a favorite team that you played on in, 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 your, in your time at Syracuse? Was there one? I mean, that, that 2011-12 team was so special, you know?
0: No question. It's hard to say because, you know, every team that I was on was special for different reasons. My freshman year, coming in with Paul, Johnny, Andy, A.O. Well, guys coming in, having Paul as a mentor, was huge. Obviously, my second year, Wes coming in from his redshirt year, Andy having that team go crazy. We lost to Lemoyne, which was terrible. Everybody thought it was the end of the world. And for us to come back and you know win as many games as we did, what did we? I think we went on a twenty all run and um, on a twenty all run. So that was special. Um, my my junior year, you got you got CJ, Dion, Fab, By Musa coming in. Just, those guys were hilarious and a great freshman class. Um, so it's really hard to say, but anytime I do get asked that question, it's between
1: my sophomore year and my senior year. We yes.
0: won a lot of games. Uh, we were number one in the country both those years. Yep. I, mean, for, I think even my junior year we were at some point, but um, those two years were really
1: special. Yeah, that, that 2009-10 team, you know, when A.O. went down, oh my gosh. yeah, was that was killer, but but I got to tell you, man, I, I went to Boston and covered you guys, you beat Wisconsin in that regional semi in 2012, and then you go up against Ohio State with Sullinger and all those guys, and when Sullinger was yeah. out of the game, he was in foul trouble, you guys had so many opportunities at the rim, and so the ball just didn't roll in for you guys, I mean... You got free a bunch. Scoop got free a bunch. I remember. I remember a bunch of yeah. those just cheapies. That if they had gone in early when he was out with foul trouble, I thought you guys were. I, I thought you guys were around the time mid to late January. I was telling people and talking on radio that I thought you guys in Kentucky were just destined to meet in the final. I really believe that.
0: Oh yeah, that was what it was supposed to be, honestly. But obviously, losing Fab Fellow the way that we did, and when we did we hadn't really gotten an opportunity to learn how to play without him protecting the rim for us. Rest in peace, my guy, Fab Mello. But having a freshman, Rakeem Christmas, come in, although he was a McDonald's All-American, it just wasn't the same. He just wasn't ready for that to be his first meaningful minutes of the season. You know what I mean? So that was tough. That was tough on everybody. Um, But in my mind, when I was looking at the season go down, I envisioned us against Kentucky as well. And I did really believe that um, that's what it would have been. Using Ohio State, I didn't have, I didn't
1: foresee that at all. Yeah, that was the uh, Anthony Davis, Kid Gilchrist team. Those guys went one, two in the draft. We're talking with Chris Joseph, one of my, well, my favorite guy to cover in in a Syracuse uniform here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and Welch and Company Jewelers. Chris, give the people out there, so many SU fans, obviously, listening to the program, uh, what are you doing now? Just get people caught up on what's going on with Chris Joseph.
0: So I just finished a year, uh, my first year of coaching. Uh, I was a head coach at a prep school out here, right outside of Montreal, called Dynasty Prep Institute. Um, you know, we have a couple. We have a kid that just that committed to UMass low. We have a big man who has offers from um, about four high major offers. You know, and and I try to get Syracuse on the radar. You know, he's a big man, a true big, skilled, he's young right now, fifteen years old. Uh, from Guinea in Africa, has a lot of games, so I was coaching. Um, After I got done playing in Spain my last year, I came back home, wanted to get involved with giving back to the community. I was doing some skills and development training. Last summer, I did my first year as an AAU coach in the summer, and that's what led me to becoming a head coach uh, at Dynasty. And uh, now what happened after my first year at Dynasty, I saw some success. We won a lot of games in in the U.S. We won our prep league here in Quebec and I got an opportunity to uh, coach now, to apply for a coaching position at McGill University, and I got the job. So I'm going to be coaching. I'm going to be coaching. uh, I'm going to be an assistant coach this upcoming season at at McGill University.
1: That's great. Congratulations. So you you come from Washington, D.C., where – Let's face it: the Philly, Jersey, New York City, DC, that whole area, that pipeline up to Syracuse through the years has been has been unbelievable. Obviously, another one of my favorite Sherman Douglas is from that DC area as well. Um, yes, sir, Chris. When you when did you make the decision to go to Syracuse, and then because I've obviously the recruiting visits, you know, you're up there and you're you're experiencing the thirty thousand. You see it on TV as well, but then to finally experience it, like take me through. Take me through looking at Syracuse, deciding on Syracuse, arriving at Syracuse, and then the actual experience in person, that first 30,000 crowd, as opposed to watching it on TV at home or, you know, just visiting. You're actually in the uniform performing in front of that crowd.
0: Yeah, so um, when I was, before I even moved to Washington, D.C. to finish high school, Syracuse was my favorite uh, favorite school to watch because Mellow was my favorite player at that time. So Mellow was my guy ever since he was at Oak Hill. And I definitely, you know, picked this game apart and tried to add it to my own. So, you know, I went as far as to get my email at the time as a kid was mellow 15 at hotmail.com. <laughs> I really believed that I was a, a younger version, smaller version of, the, of Carmelo Anthony. So that was my guy. And, um, you know, I always told myself that that's the school that I wanted to attend. That was my dream school. Seeing the crowd on TV, like you mentioned, 30,000, you know, I'm like, geez, it would be be amazing to play in front of this because I used to watch a lot of VHS games um, that I would have recorded, pre-recorded games, and I would see the Dukes versus Carolinas. I would see all those games. Um, But when I saw Syracuse, that's where I wanted to be. You know what I mean? And that's why I became my dream school. And so from the time that I made that decision, the time that I actually got on campus was pretty insane. I get to D.C., um, I'm getting all these scholarship offers. From My first scholarship offer was from Clemson. Uh, then I got Gonzaga. I got all the schools around the DMV, so Georgetown, George Nation, George Washington, all these schools. And Syracuse was just not coming up, and I'm thinking I'm playing well against the Maffa, St. John, Gonzaga, playing in that tough WCAC, and nothing yet. You know, until one day my coach tells me that Syracuse um, actually reached out. And I couldn't believe it because I'm like, wow, that's my dream school. Hmm. And finally, um, you know, they, they it was Coach Rob Murphy, my guy, you know, that came. And because, and the reason why the basketball world is so small is because Coach Autry was actually coaching at Bishop Ironton, which was in our league. Yeah. And I had a tremendous game against them. You know, somewhere I was probably flirted with a triple-double, and he called Coach Murph, and Murph came to see me play, and that was kind of a done deal. So it was like this, the Syracuse community looking out for me once again. You know what I mean? That was because of Coach Red, and he put the word out, and they came to see me, and I guess I fit the prototypical wing for Syracuse, for the zone, you know, get out and run and transition, defend long arms. So it kind of worked to my advantage. Um, and that's how I ended up getting that scholarship offer. And immediately, uh, I committed. I believe I committed over the phone. Or I did Maybe Coach Boeheim didn't even know that I was that, you know, uh, uh, pressed to, co- to, to go to Syracuse. And I didn't do any thinking. I didn't think, wow, there's a guy named Paul Harris there, a guy named Eric Devendorf. You know, I'm not even thinking about I'm thinking I'm going to Syracuse no matter what because that's my dream school, you know. And um, so from that moment... The time that I actually get on campus and I'm meeting the guys Johnny, uh, Paul, Scoop, Rick, DD, AO, who's another DC guy who played for our uh, you know for DC Assault. So you know I, I kind of AO was kind of looking out for me when I was get, when I first got on campus, and it was just great for me to finally put on that orange, get my first uh, loop from from Dan Schwirle my first set of gear. And I'm like I can't, I I, I, I not believe I was there. Sometimes still this day I can't believe that I actually played at Syracuse. You know what I mean? It's still like, it's surreal for me till this day. Um, and, and my first time seeing the fans, you know, getting a piece of that Midnight Madness and just seeing how real the love was, our Midnight Madness that first year was at Manly Fieldhouse and, um, Neil Routens, I believe, was hosting it. Neil Routens was hosting it and, um, but I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm here. I'm in a dunk contest against whoever it was. You know, the year before, the, the Midnight Madness before that, A.O. had broken the backboard. I'm like, oh, was it the year before? Yeah, so I'm like, this, this is this is all types of crazy. You know, getting to my first set of games, my first meaningful game, and, uh, you know, we played a couple uh, games at the Dome. But we went out to Kansas City, and we played Florida, and we played Kansas. Mm-hmm. And I came out, Dickie V. was doing the game. So even seeing those guys, Dickie V., we doing our game, you know. And I'm pretty sure he either called me a diaper dandy or a PTP or one of those two <laughs> famous words that he usually says because I had a decent game against Florida coming out. I had 12 points, like four or five rebounds. Um, and to me, that was everything. And I'm thinking I made it, you know. And then we get into the Big East play. And now you see what real, real Big East is, what it's all about. You know, you're playing UConn, Pitt, um, Georgetown, of course, Nova, But, Paul, every team was really, really good. And, you know, it was just insane to me to just see how much love was around the city of Syracuse for that program. Anywhere you go, they loved you. They wanted an autograph. And to me, that was obviously all new. Um, So being able to be that figure in the community that people, the kids looked up to, that the parents loved, it was just everything for me.
1: That's really cool. I I have one more question, and I'll let you go, Chris. And you mentioned Red Autry, who now is the head coach, which is crazy to even think about. I actually have – I got to send you a picture – with Red and I at one of my old basketball camps, you would really crack up. Don't get intimidated by the short white kid, though, okay? When I send it to you, I mean, it's really, you know, don't get intimidated by it. You know, you're thinking you could maybe bring him into McGill or something. You know, that, you know, that was a long time ago. That was that was like 90 or 91, but he came to the basketball camp at Central Square, which is like, you know, 15, 20 minutes north of, of the Cuse, and uh, he still yeah. looks the same as the picture. It's wild, but I'll send it to you. But I wanted to tie in, I wanted to tie in Red Autry as head coach now and what you think he can bring to the table for Syracuse and Jim Beheim actually being done. Like I never thought I would see the day around here where Jim would hang it up. I mean, there were a few times here and there. So tie, tie in that, you know, tie in the change, tie in Jim, relationship, what you learned from him, Red, the future, all of it kind of together. It's got to be crazy for you even to think about, right, Chris?
0: Super shout-out to Coach Red. He showed up um, my senior year, um, you know, when, when when Coach Murphy went on to be head coach at Eastern Michigan. Red came in, and I'm like, okay, who's this guy coming in? Because, you know, this is my last year. Obviously, I never thought of leaving with Murphy or anything like that. I figured I'm going to stay there, and no matter what, I'm going to, you know, play ball. I'm a senior. I'm a senior leader. I had a, you know, good first, uh, junior year. And so that first coming in, he earned my respect because he came in with that player perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, he played, him being a player at Syracuse himself, him being the one to be taking care of the Ford during our 30-minute our breakdown in groups. He was the one that was uh, with myself, CJ, James Sutherland. Uh, who else was in that group? Uh, Mookie Jones. Yep. So he earned my respect early because I knew exactly what he was talking about, and I could really relate to you know, just having simple conversations outside of basketball, I can relate to Coach Red. You know what I mean? And I think that's something that he's going to be able to bring, being a head coach, is there's not going to be any disconnect between him and his players. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he still, he, although it's his first year as being a head coach, I feel like, personally, he always got that head coach type of respect and love from his players. Mm-hmm. And so that being the, that being one of the things he's going to be able to bring to the table, is going to be huge. And I know he's gonna bring like a fresh. He's gonna bring a fresh. I uh, I don't want to take a, a new attitude, but almost like a new attitude, almost like a revamp. You know what I mean? I think guys are gonna be excited to play for him. That's one of the things. He has great energy that he's gonna bring every day, because it, that won't change from being an assistant to a head coach. You know, he had energy every day. He got us locked in. One of the one of his things to say is lock in, lock in. He always says just lock in. And I think that that's the things that he's going to be able to bring as a head coach, and just have guys all engaged, playing together, sharing the ball. They're going to love playing for him as a head coach because I know how much they love having him as an assistant.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, and man, it, it really is. I'm going to repeat it just so we both know, right? Jim Beheim is retired. I mean, that's you know.
0: Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> that was pretty shocking. The way that the way that all went down. Yep. Was was shocking, just because. Just because, um, you know, I, I was expecting if it was if, if it was to happen, it would be, you know, like a almost like it would be known beforehand. Maybe we could prepare ourselves mentally, right. emotionally for that moment. You know, because all throughout the year, I was thinking, no, he's not going to leave now. Like I know Coach Mayhams to be a fierce competitor, and I don't think that that's how he would want to be finishing his tenure at at, at Syracuse. Although he did win the last home game at the Dome, which was special. And I was there for that um, I just thought maybe he'd be coming back for at least one more you know uh, mm-hmm. but the way when the news broke, I was shocked i was I was proud I was honored to have been able to play for him great coach talking a lot on the court off the court he brought that professional he you know he he dealt with pros so much high level pros being with team USA that he was able to bring those things to, when he coached us right so I learned a lot from him just to how to conduct myself as a professional and um you know it was shocking. and i'm I'm happy that he's still obviously i'm sure that he's going to be around the program and you know he's still going still you're still going to be able to see him around the dome um but he 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 had a great career as a coach, regardless of what folks were saying towards the end and how we need to change and you know he had a great career um can't help what happened as far as losing wins and losing scholarships because of X, Y, Z reasons. But he did what he was supposed to do at Syracuse, and he's a legend forever, you know what I mean? So for me to be able to play for a Hall of Famer, I, I couldn't be happier and more proud.
1: Syracuse basketball, great Chris Joseph. Chris, this was incredible as I knew it would be. I haven't you know, interviewed you uh, in, in a formal setting in quite a while, obviously since your days in an orange uniform. You had an amazing career. Every post game, I look forward to darting in and finding it in the corner and joking around with you. You were unbelievable. (laughs) You were unbelievable then. You're unbelievable now. Thank you so much for doing this, and thank you so much for the memories, and we'll chat down the line, all right? Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks
0: a lot. We all want to protect our families, our homes, our businesses, and our health. CH Insurance provides the best personal and business
1: coverage at the best value. You can trust the pros at CH. Here's who's in your corner. We have a really good team. We're always trying to help you in the best ways we can the team
0: makes the dream right and i would say that our our colleagues are second to none we treat our clients like their family when it comes to protecting what's important to you the pros at ch insurance are in your corner thank you for listening to believe